What were you doing at 17 years old? Were you signing up brand deals? Were you launching your own merch line? Were you running a successful YouTube channel? Jacqueline from Nothing But Tech is doing exactly that. At just 17 years old, she's already worked with the likes of Casey Neistat, Samsung, and a whole bunch more. What is the secret? What is she up to? Let's find out. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm your host. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small understand their channels, understand their strategy, and level up and get to that next level. So I'm currently at the Power of Video, which is an event held in Belfast in Northern Ireland. And I just listened to Jacqueline deliver an amazing keynote, no slides and so much value. So I'm currently heading out to the green room. Now I do warn you, it's probably gonna be chaotic. It's gonna be hectic. Lots of noise happening in the background, just the way that when creative people get together, well, you know how it goes. Prepare to get your mind blown. Jacqueline is awesome. All right, let's go in. We're here in the green room right now at the Power of Video in Belfast 2019. Jacqueline, thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so it all began at my bedroom desk with terrible, extremely <laughs> cringy videos that make me like, I can't even watch them. Like immediately I cringe. But it started because I was constantly sending how-to videos to my grandma about how to do different things. Uh, and then kind of from there, it just expanded into... Um, product reviews the idea was always to connect with people and educate consumers about technology uh, and while it was at first my grandma as a consumer it then developed into a large audience of actually tech savvy people um, and from there it's just it's been like a ride it's been fun <laughs> and then why technology I mean you could have done anything I mean yeah so the why tech question I kind of never really thought about YouTube as a career so the tech was just something I was posting it wasn't like okay I'm gonna create a YouTube channel and now it's only going to be tech videos. Okay. Um, I w I've always been interested in tech. Uh, the first story that my grandma will probably tell anyone that meets me <laughs> is the story of like the fax machine when I was three. And it was that my great-grandma came over and she wanted uh, to get a copy of something. And she was like, okay, I'll just wait for your mom. And I did it. Um, and while I really don't think it was a big task, that's the first thing that anyone will mention. They're like, oh, did you hear about the fax machine though? So that's probably, like tech has always just been an integral part of my life. Um, and YouTube was kind of just a platform where it kind of flourished. Wow. Okay. So it all started with the fax machine. People. Yes. All right. So YouTube started when you were how old? I mean, and when you uploaded your first video, what yes. would that be? So I would think I was like 13. I was in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. I was like 13, maybe halfway through the year. Okay, yeah. and, then, and then since then you've been uploading consistently, as you've taken really breaks? Yeah, so no, definitely not consistently. Um, in the beginning it was just like when I had an idea, but it was also so much easier to make videos back then because the quality was nowhere. So <laughs> I would just like post a screen recording. There was a bunch of videos in the beginning, but with no consistency whatsoever. Uh, and then as time went on, the videos are now like once a week, but they're a lot more consistent, like higher quality stuff. You, but you've got to balance lots of things because you might have a hey, okay, I'm going to take this YouTube thing seriously. Which, by the way, when did that happen? When did you kind of make the whole, uh, YouTube is a thing to, oh, wow, YouTube is a thing? Yeah, uh, so I don't actually know the exact date. It was kind of just a fluid thing of it becoming more and more uh, prominent in my life. When I hit 
uh, seven subscribers. I remember running downstairs to my parents thinking I had like made, made it. it. <laughs> um, and from there I was like, I literally got like an adrenaline rush every time I clicked upload and then slowly I talked to more YouTubers and they kind of told me like, hey, this could be a career. I had no idea you could make money on it when I started. Wow. Um, yeah, so from there it's kind of just been, I would say maybe a year in would be like when I started making money and taking it more seriously. Okay. But it's been like more of like a fluid timeline than like a strict date. So there wasn't kind of a switch in your mind where you said, okay, from now on, I'm taking it seriously. It was more, I was doing this whilst doing other stuff. Exactly. All right. And speaking of doing Got other it. stuff, you're you're still at school. Yes. Right? Um, are you going senior year this year? Senior year. Oh, it's the one. Yeah. Is there college planned for next year? Yes. Um, so I don't know any colleges yet because you don't apply exactly. in the States until like November maybe, but uh, I'm definitely planning on going to college. Okay. So whilst you're at school, how do you balance school life? friends, social, and then a YouTube career. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that I've had to kind of show myself is that it just won't be a balance. It will more <laughs> so be like, all right, I'm prioritizing this today. Um, and for me, school is always a top priority. And then also YouTube is. So I kind of have to figure out how do I balance all these or right. like how do right, I right, right. figure out all these things in my schedule? Um, and the way that I've been able to do it is to do admin and business work in addition to school during the week and then have Saturday be like the creative day, like a 10-hour shoot day. Um, and then editing and then Sunday like I'll get up early and I'll edit and then I'll do homework for the rest of the day So it's definitely a grind, but I love YouTube like it's not like I'm forcing myself to do it um, I literally like when I've missed an upload for a week. I'm like <laughs> sad about it um, So it's been like so creatively fulfilling um, and it's been great But it must be still difficult to kind of yes. kind of do your schoolwork and you got projects and you got stuff due and yeah you got, And everything counts towards AP and college credits yes. and all that good Especially stuff. Especially because junior year right, right. is the hardest year. So junior year was not only the most um, grilling year in school, but it was also the year where I was going to a lot more events. So the fall of junior year, I was going to like three or four events every single week. And oh. I was getting to bed at like 2 or 3 a.m. Right. Um, and it was rough. Like uh, d no doubt about it. Going to bed at 2, getting up at 6, and then going to event the next night. So I was exhausted for a lot of the fall. <laughs> um, but it was so fun. And like at all these events, you get to meet so many creators that you're good friends with. And you're all kind of in it together. Because even when the creators aren't managing school, it's sure. still a lot of work. Because sure. they're actually probably working more than I am. Right. Because it's their full-time career. Um, so there definitely have been times when it's tough, but I also would rather have the long-term success than uh, uh, burnout. So mm. if I'm not feeling it in a week or if I just cannot do it, like I don't force myself to do anything that I feel like will be detrimental long-term. Right. Okay, which is smart. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. It's going to take time. You got it. You've got to put in the legwork now, building your foundation so you can build on that success later on. Totally. And kind of family life, family supporting. Did they think this was weird as anything? No. Uh, so they've always been incredible. Um, I think my mom actually helped me record my first video. I wow. was unboxing a microphone and she was the camera person. She was holding the Beautiful. camera. Um, I don't know how she did it because it was like 20 minutes of nonsense. <laughs> um, but she did. And they've, like, they're always the first like on every video. And while they don't like help me with the business or like right. the creative side, they're just there like being so supportive and like watching everything, um, which has been amazing. My parents, I don't think I would be doing what I was doing if like they sure. weren't always encouraging in the beginning. And that's great because you're self-taught. That's amazing because a lot of people are really struggling with that. So yeah. whilst we're on that topic, what advice would you give someone whose parents maybe are not supportive and they yeah. really want to make this thing a, a thing? So that is tough. Um, I think it depends on why the, fam the parents aren't supportive. If they're not supportive because they want you to get an education and be in school, I think getting an education is important. So mm -hmm. then 
this has to just become like an extracurricular activity that takes a ton of your time. Um, and I think you just need to show your parents that you're obviously going to put school first, but you still want to do it. But if they're not supportive because they don't want you putting yourself online at like a right. young age or right, something, right. I think there's like some uh, validity to that. There's definitely YouTube isn't always like an incredible place. There's definitely hateful comments, and if they think that you can't handle it, maybe take a couple years and do like creative work freelance and then maybe start a YouTube channel. Great, that's great advice. I mean, YouTube is going to be here in one shape, form or another. Yeah. You've got time. If, you got, if you're starting early, you've got the advantage of time. Mm -hmm. So kind of making this a mission and a fight with your family every single day, it's just not worth it. Take your time, learn the skills that you maybe have now, learn how to edit, learn how to Photoshop, learn about thumbnails, Great advice, yeah. learn about all that and then you'll apply that yeah. when the time is right. So a couple of things that you mentioned was the word business okay. many times. Talk <laughs> us through a business side of YouTube for yeah. you. Yeah, so the business side of YouTube is something that has kind of developed over time. I never started the channel for a business. I actually didn't even know that you could make it a business <laughs> until about a year in. Um, but the business side kind of breaks down in numerous different sources of income, which I think is important for any job not to be reliant on like one thing. Uh, so business breaks down for me in sponsorships, ad revenue, affiliate marketing, um, and then clothing. Okay. And all of those different sources provide different levels of income. I would say that my greatest source of income is sponsorships. So sponsorship is in you working with a brand. Yes. And now so take, take us through like yeah. that, that process. So sponsorships kind of break down into either like a fully dedicated video, licensing footage, or um, a pre-roll advertisement. Okay. So to walk you through each one, a dedicated video would be I'm working with a brand um, and they want a video on the channel about their product. So um, I just worked with Samsung, as I mentioned in my talk, about um, making a campaign for uh, their Be Together campaign. Okay. Um, and that video was like totally self-directed and on the channel. Um, and so Sorry, is this on your channel or yeah, their channel? Yeah, on my channel. Okay, Good question. Cool. Yeah, so that was a sponsored video on my channel. I've also worked with them in licensing footage. Um, and in that case, then that's in a commercial. So oh. they'll take a video on my channel that I had no idea they were going to take from. And they'll say, hey, can we license this from you? So it's an un influenced review gotcha. like it's not influenced because I didn't know that they were going to do that and then they'll license it after the fact and then they'll pay you for the fact yes. that they're using that you're using that exactly gotcha and then there was a third one pre-roll yeah gotcha. there we go <laughs> uh, so pre-roll is actually um, a lot of times preferred for me because it's just a company buying a piece of the video right so like an audible will say okay we want 30 seconds in whatever video you're making next and what's really great about that is then I can still make a review right um, and I can still have a sponsorship because I never really do a sponsored review it, it I never really do a sponsor review because it just doesn't feel right. right. Like if I'm like getting paid to say something, I can't say anything negative. Right, then. Right. So I never really do sponsor. Like I've never done a sponsor review. So in that case, then I can always do a pre-roll from a third-party company. Okay. And they'll pay just for a part in that video. And do you, do you need to have something when it comes to pre-roll, something that yeah. matches your channel? In other words, Audible kind of kind of mention um, yeah. is in your channel. But if someone came to you and said, hey, we're... Yeah, well, like if they were like a bread company or uh, something. There we go, something completely left field, nothing to do with tech, yeah. nothing to do with you and your image. Would, would that still fit your channel? If uh, like, if a serial channel came to the... Like ser they wanted to do work, the way I would probably integrate it would be to take photos, like show how to take macro shots right, and then right, integrate right, right, it right. with that serial. Okay. But I would never do something that like didn't push me out of my creativity and didn't feel like it was fair to my audience because my first priority over like a short-term wealth gain mm -hmm. is keeping the audience happy and keeping my videos authentic to me. Completely. I mean, that's yeah. audience, audience, audience first. And the way YouTube is um, evolve and morphing, 
it's always going to put the viewer first. Yes. If people are going to be turned off by that pre-roll, they're not going to watch your video, sends all the wrong signals to YouTube, yep. and then, well, yeah, they, they leave the after point? a minute, and then YouTube's like, all right, this video's trash. <laughs> all right, so this, that was kind of the, the video side of it. Then you mentioned merch as well. Yes. So um, merchandise is something that I recently started, and when I initially started it, it was to build a community. Mm -hmm. uh, so people would be like wearing the shirts, we'd all kind of be in it together, like a special club almost. Yes, um, yes. And then as it's gone on, it's actually also become a revenue source. So a lot of creators have a Patreon where yeah. people will support them and get like benefits. And what mine is instead um, is having them pay for like clothing. So they actually get a physical product. Um, and then I also get a percentage of that. Um, so that's been something. And then I ran a pop-up shop for that in November, which was sick. Nice. Like, it was so cool to meet the people behind the comments. Brilliant. Yeah, so that was awesome. And it was a really fun time. Well, so clothing has been something that I've just like, I kind of always wanted a clothing line when I was a kid. And YouTube has kind of made it possible. possible. Yeah. But how amazing is that? It's something that used to be just an idea. Yeah. You used to throw hundreds and thousands of dollars just to even test this. Yes. Now you can put a Teespring account. Upload a design, get a, someone on Fiverr to build it for you, and you can test it and see if it, if it works. It's amazing, honestly, how um, YouTube and like online in general has really opened up the field where anyone can get into right. anything and start at the same level. Like anyone can start a YouTube channel of zero subscribers. Anyone can start a Teespring, um, and I feel like that's really amazing. So if you're interested in starting, you should just do it because do it. as long as you have access to internet, you can make something happen. And the pop-up, how did that work? Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, so the pop-up was made um, in collaboration with a company that I was working with at the time called Showroom. And they logistically handled like getting the booth set up and getting wow. the clothing ordered. And then I just kind of showed up and got to like meet people and then run a panel at night discussing the clothing line and also right. um, like, how to get into YouTube kind of. So it was awesome. It was like an unreal experience. And what I love about that, it's a win-win situation. Yes. Okay, you, you benefit, they benefit, the audience benefits, your community builds. This is just absolutely beautiful. And speaking of collaborations, yes. you have worked with some serious people, right? Some of us are like, how is that possible? Talk us through the collab. I say collab. People say it's wrong. I don't know. Either's good. Collab kind of sounds cooler. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I dig that. All right. So you do some collaborations with a whole bunch of people. Um, and you spoke on stage about you have to offer value. Take me through that process. If I want to reach out to you, as an example, because I've got yeah. my tech channel, you have a tech channel, I'm sure we can do something together. Yes. What, what would you advise? What would be the process for you to say, hey, this sounds cool? Yes. Um, so I think that it really comes down to just showing the creator a value exchange, uh, showing that the relationship will be mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, like I know some people that will, I've heard of some people that make people pay to work with them. I don't think it's like a monetary value exchange. I think it's like you're offering them your perspective or an interesting concept for a video. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you pitch it to the creator in the way that, hey, like I really like your stuff, but I can also offer something rather than, hey, I love your stuff. Please work with me. I think a lot of creators are going to be a lot more likely to want to work with you. Right. Um, and I think that I kind of learned that early on, mm -hmm. um, which has been extremely helpful and um, I've had creators, I've been lucky enough to have creators like kind of take a chance on me. Right. Um, especially early on, like when I had 800 subscribers, this one guy named Kevin the Tech Ninja kind of just took a chance on me and had me like on his channel for 30 seconds. And that got me over the 1,000 um, hmm. subscriber thresh mark. And that's when I really realized that collaborations are going to be the Good. key when a market is so saturated, like tech is. Sure. You really need people to help you out and like be in your corner. And collaborations have been that for me. Tell us kind of maybe a little bit more of the details of the approach. So yeah. if you wanted to work with X person, right? Yes. What, what would you, like, where would you start? Yeah, so I would start by knowing about their content, watching their stuff a lot so you know 
what like what makes them tick what are they interested in um and then i would know that it's a long game like <laughs> especially um casey neistat who's a really good friend of mine now and like someone that i really look up to and if i had to like say a uh, creator that has heavily influenced me it would be him and he's just such a genuinely amazing person um and i wanted to work with him for like ever like i was watching his vlog since the beginning mm -hmm. um and I reached out to him maybe a year ago, um, or maybe now it's probably like two yeah, years ago. Yeah, more, yeah. yeah, and I had said like, "Hey, I want to do something together." Um, and he wasn't—he like a schedule was busy. He didn't really have time, and he was working on something called Beam at the time. Yes. Um, and he hooked me up with a guy that ran Beam, and I made some content for Beam on their application. So it wasn't like I'd reached out to him for a collaboration, but I had worked with Beam instead, and that was like my first time ever interacting with him. And I think most people would have been like, oh, that's a bummer. But right. I actually was not only excited to work on Beam because it was such a cool app, but also it was like an entry point. And then from there, it kind of just developed of like me continually reaching out until the timing fit. And then the last time I didn't even reach out, actually, he was like just really nice and he tweeted me i was going to samsung unpacked at the time which is in new york city mm -hmm. he's based in new york city um and i had said hey i'm gonna be in new york does anyone want to collaborate and he was like hey and he did like a hand wave gesture on twitter uh gesture on twitter and i was like oh my god it's casey <laughs> um <laughs> rough notification <laughs> yeah so um i just kind of worked with him and he said like hey let's do something and i went to his office and we just kind of hung out and it was like a long term in the making it was maybe right, a exactly. year since i initially reached out to him so i think just like understanding that things take time um and for example like i know there's this one guy that has reached out to me several times on twitter and i really want to work with him and the schedule just has just been crazy and he's just so persistent that we're going to be doing something the next couple of weeks so i think like knowing nice. i think the first time he reached out to me was like maybe six months ago and we'd planned to do something and then i got like sick and i like i think mm -hmm. i had like a sinus infection at the time or something <laughs> and i was like oh like i cannot like get on this do podcast this. today um but he's just continually reached out and he's been so patient because i've definitely not been the easiest person to work with <laughs> in the world i've been like traveling so um we're definitely going to work together so i think persistence and not really expecting anything yeah yeah not, not in a stalking way either if you have yeah a plan, be nice about it find kind of the common ground understand that What's important to you is maybe number seventh on the creator's list. They've got other priorities that are pre-scheduled way ahead of time. Yeah. And, and I think like, yeah, not being persistent to the point of like annoying the <laughs> creator. Like there's definitely a way to do it where it's not like, oh, like you owe me this. It's right, more so right, like right. I would love to do this. And I think that that's a fine line. Um, but this guy definitely is not on the bad side of that line. Like right. he's just been great. But yeah, especially even if the creator wants to do it, sometimes like, you're booked for sponsorships or you're booked sure. for travel and you just can't. Mm -hmm. And I think like knowing that people have that will be important as well. Um, but yeah, the main thing, value exchange, like show the creator why they should want to work with you. And when, when we say value, so let's just kind of define that a yeah. little bit. Somebody will say, well, look, this person's got a million subscribers. You've only got 10,000 subscribers. What value could you possibly offer? So maybe yeah. let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So I think uh, the first thing is getting out of that mindset of like, purely subscriber count dictating value that alone shows you just the way Jacqueline's kind of handling business Thank you. <laughs> because it's not about a numbers you're not going to approach someone because they are much bigger than you guess what they're people and they yeah. love good ideas because sometimes even they get into a slump where they just don't know what yeah. the next thing is if you can come up with a fresh cool idea why wouldn't they want to work with yeah. sorry i interrupted no you. Okay. i love your points those are great i totally agree with every single thing you said um i think that Value is such a big concept. Like I think that different things will be value. Um, so value could be a perspective. Um, value could be a new idea, like you mentioned. Oh. Like 
I know for daily vloggers, um, it's hard to constantly right. come up with the idea. So if you provide them something that could be interesting for the vlog, you're in. <laughs> um, I think that value, like in the example I give in my talk, value with providing the creator, Sarah Dietrich, that I was working with a product that then she could make a video on. Um, and I had the iPhone 8 at the time. She didn't. Uh, she was nice enough to work with me, and then she got coverage of the iPhone 8 on her channel. Yeah, again, it's a win situation. Yeah. You had something she needed. You wanted to work with her. Yes. It just made sense. It wasn't forced. It yeah. just makes sense. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And also, um, another thing that I would say is creators are constantly looking for people to help them with their videos. Um, we constantly need like videographers <laughs> to shoot us at events or just help with something. Um, and I think that doing that for a creator, I know that there's this one guy named Cody, um, and he... Uh, is kind of now friends with Sarah and Brett and all these other people. But mm -hmm. in the beginning, he was just helping them shoot their videos. And he was good. And he right. won them over with that. So I think providing value to the creator without expecting anything in return will, will uh, definitely work. Don't make the mistake thinking that someone with million subscribers plus has just got it made. It's just so easy. Yeah. They're constantly looking for editors, constantly looking for infographics, cool lower thirds, anything that could help them Great point. kind of level up. If you've got those skills... That's a great in. So, hey, I've made these for you. You know, use it or don't use it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, no, I've just been, like, so lucky so far in the community of, like, people really taking a chance on me. Um, and I think that it's not always easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. But you say lucky. You're putting in the work. Thank I mean, you. you're not just kind of, like, riding everybody else's coattails. <laughs> you're delivering. I mean, Thank if you, you. Thank watch you so your much. channel, which obviously all of this will be in the show notes, so you guys can definitely go check that out, you'll see the quality. You'll see that you put your heart and soul into it. You want to make sure that every single product you deliver is to standards. So when you say lucky, I'm not kind of buying this. I, I think you've put in enough effort to Thank warrant you. that collaboration, which is which Thank is, you. to me is amazing. I want to ask you, if you can put one thing okay. on a billboard in the middle of Times Square, okay, something that everybody will see or a tweet that the entire world will see, okay, what would that message be? Oh, okay, let me think about this. I'm going to say creation is the key to happiness. Oh, Okay. Tell me why. Cliche, Tell me, no, 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 no. Tell I me think, why. I think that like creative people are some of the happiest people I know. And I think that um, creation is just like you're expressing yourself and you're also connecting with so many people when you create a video. Like you, when you create a video, you can make people feel what you're feeling. Mm. Um, and I think that that's just such an amazing thing. Um, so I think that everyone should be creating more. And I feel like with smartphones now, everyone is kind of creating more on like Instagram stories um, and everyone's kind of like a photographer now in a way. <laughs> Everyone has like Visco. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, like just create more and I think it, like people will be happier. And is there any advice that you can give to people who are a little bit on the fence, okay. unsure of themselves? What would you say to them? Yeah, so I was unsure of myself too when I started. I had a mouthful of braces, <laughs> terrible sense of humor. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> um, but... I just, I didn't even put my face on the videos for a long time. It was just my hands and the product. And I think it was just enough people saying, hey, we'd love to see what you look like. Um, and me like taking that risk of, okay, I hope people still watch the content after. <laughs> but I don't think that there is a pressure to start by being in front of the camera. If you can't do it, just start with tutorials or start with your hands. Just start somewhere. And I think as time progresses, you'll become more comfortable with the platform. Yeah, well, 100%. And as kind of our good friend Evan Carmichael says, you're going to suck. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Own the suckage. Okay? Yes. And then it's like every other skill. You, you just get better on time. You know, none of us are born knowing how to do math or reading and writing. But we, the more we do it, the easier it gets. And very much the same as YouTube. It's a set of skills. Learn them. Do more of them so you get better and better as you go through. Where can people find you? This is my plug myself moment. Okay. Go for it. Oh, 
great. <laughs> um, so you can find me on YouTube. That's my main platform, and that would be youtube.com uh, slash nothingbuttech88. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at nbt88yt. Fantastic. And again, everything will be in the show notes, so you don't have to remember any of this. Thank you very much for taking time out of this insane day that we're having here in Belfast. It's been great getting to know you. And you. And for the rest of you still listening, all you're going to do is you're going to hit that subscribe button because you want to get more of these episodes. And don't forget to leave us a review. I always love to know kind of what you guys are up to and what you're thinking. Five star. Come on. See, this is we're going to have you back again and again and again. (laughs) Co-host. Oh, I'm starting to think collaboration (laughs) idea here. Yes. Uh, And then we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Tube Talk. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.